backstage passes, and zero to 60 in a super stretch limo? Yeah, that's just how we roll. You're listening to the Mousecapades Radio Network. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Sarah and Stephanie. We hope that you're staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 730, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today, we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, We'd be glad to help. Just text us. We have Sarah, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-395-0544 or email us at yourstorytravel.com and we would be happy to get with you to design a magical location. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your resort and ticket package. So contact one of us today. So I know you guys think I'm crazy. Not everybody understands this, especially if you've never seen the show like Gita. But I'm like a small child on Christmas morning because finally, at last, Disney released um, the pictures of the new show and it ended up opening a day early. They were not supposed to open until um, Monday the 13th, which is actually when we're recording, but they went ahead and opened. They were opened yesterday. So I saw it on a vlog, just bits and pieces of it. And it made me so happy. I was smiling and so excited, but it does have a new storyline. We've told you all this in the weeks. Um, leading up to it, but I will say that they've added a LED screen that made it more brilliant in color, especially the coral reef part. Do you know, what, like in the movie, how um, bright it was or something. I don't know. I want to go see a real life coral reef that looks like that. Actually, I'm sure there is one somewhere. But super, super excited. I cannot wait. And I told them, I was like, I think I should just hop on an airplane and go there for the weekend. I just have to see that show. Telling you, Vicky, flights are super cheap right now. <laughs> if you're, I mean, if you're flying Frontier. Right. So do it. Go for a day. <laughs> Just <laughs> hop on down there. Gotta wait till summer camp's over now. So that's oh. true. Get through summer camp. Yeah, It'll be good. true. All right. So the Disney Parks blog alluded to the upcoming controversial remodel of the Grand Floridian's lobby. Apparently, the Grand Floridian had been undergoing some quiet refurbishments after CEO Bob uh, Chapek wasn't pleased with the property, declaring that it wasn't living up to its standard. According to Disney, the transformation will continue with updated offerings across the resort over the coming years. While not offering specifics, this does seem to be a rebuttal to the ill-received rumors from the new CEO. The Grand Floridian refurbishment started with the Enchanted Rose, which was once Misner's Lounge, and then they got rid of the orchestra and bandstand where the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra used to perform. Citrus was performed, uh, was transformed into a modern Mary Poppins look, and now rooms are being redesigned for the DVC members. Eventually, the standard guest rooms will get the same design. So I don't know how I missed this part. Did you guys see or read anything about this? Apparently it's been a big beef going on, but I didn't see anything until this week. Yeah, no, I hadn't. I mean, I can't say that the Grand Floridian aesthetic has ever been 
my very favorite. Right. I, I like it, but it's, to me, it, like, my family doesn't quite feel comfortable when we walk in there. Does that make sense? So, I, I don't know. Like, we feel very at home at Wilderness Lodge and Animal Kingdom Lodge and um, Port Orleans Resorts and everything. But uh, as far as Grand Floridian goes, I get a different feeling when I go there. Now, I will say, I do like that sort of Victorian vibe they're going for. And I think the Mary Poppins fits very well. But I think if they were going to update it to sort of a modern twist on Victorian, that it could go over really well. So I don't know. I would have to find some images and see, you know, what they're going for. The Enchanted Rose, I don't know where that really fits in with anything. I still don't really understand where that fits with um, the Grand Floridian, but... I don't either, but I really do like it. It's very pretty in there. Yes. Just aesthetically, I don't know. It, it doesn't fit with me aesthetically. I am really glad that they're doing some sort of theming there because that's what it was missing for me. So um, I think that Mary Poppins goes along wonderfully. Um, I think they can do some great things with that and still make it feel like it has that old Victorian feel. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see what they what they come up with. I do have to say, and you guys might've heard me say this before, it feels so, I don't know a nice word to say this. Like it's above my level of... <laughs> it's a little stuffy. How about that? Okay, that's good. You need to be on your best behavior. And yes. Maybe your shorts and t-shirt that you wore to the park aren't the appropriate clothing to wear Correct. in the lobby. Yes. And I will tell you, I stayed there and I, I felt that before staying there, I didn't feel that while I was staying there. Like having just like, if you walk through, you might get a, like a different kind of feel, but when you're just walking around the resort, like I was able to feel comfortable. I was, it was very quiet and that was kind of nice. Like it was a, just this relaxing vibe instead of being so much going on and so much happening. And who knows that could have been COVID, but it was, I mean, it was October of last year. So I don't think it was, that close to being COVID still. So most stuff was open. It just, it was quieter than other resorts. Yeah. It did feel quiet to me too. I mean, we've only eaten there, um, but I got that feeling too. So that's why we had never tried Grand Floridian Cafe until a couple years ago. And now it's like one of my family's favorites. So I'm looking at a picture of the refurbed DVC rooms. And what do you think? Cause I haven't seen that Gorgeous. yet. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Good. Gorgeous. It's Mary Poppins inspired. The beds are beautiful. The colors are n like nice. But like like I said, like a more modern feeling. My favorite is I would I will buy this for my house. The it looks like it's a painting on the wall, maybe behind the sofa that's of Mary Poppins. It is gorgeous. <laughs> I would stay in that room in a heartbeat. That reminds me of what my mind says Cinderella Castle room, but I have never been able to stay there either. I like how they've almost done a rug on top of, it looks like a, almost like a herringbone pattern yep. on the floor. It's so pretty. Very nice. So listeners, if you wanted to see what this looks like, you can just Google it. It's on there. And there's a chandelier. Sorry. <laughs> if you like to sleep under a chandelier, you know, 
I like that lamp too by the bedside. That this this definitely is much better than what it was when we stayed <laughs> there. I'm jealous. I wish I could get a better look at the carpet or the the rug because it definitely has like a kind of modern florally look to it, but I can't really tell exactly what that is. So I'll have to find a YouTube video. I'm sure there's one out there. All right. So if you're a Disney Cruise Line fan, they have relaxed the dress code for all adult exclusive restaurants beginning this past Friday, June 10th. So the dress code will apply to all of the restaurants and lounges included on the Disney Wish, including Enchante, the Meridian, and the Rose, as well as Remy, and follows the dress code of other restaurants, including Palo. In the past, the DCL used to request that in these elegant dining restaurants, guests would dress in formal or semi-formal attire. They said that the new dress code will be a casual but polished look, like dress pants, jeans in good condition, collared shirts and blouses, and lifestyle shoes. I'm not exactly sure what those are. Me either. That is because I wear tennis shoes and flip-flops most of the year. I'm going to assume it's something like um, Hey Dudes or something a little more casual, but not actual tennis shoes or flip-flops. Yes. Clothing such as t-shirts, swimwear, flip-flops, and sports attire will not be permitted. So, I mean, what do you think? I'm actually kind of sad because that was one of my most favorite things about going on a cruise is to doll up. Mm -hmm. I mean, I understand that our society is changing. I mean, yeah, we've had people working from home now. And so like even Brad doesn't have to dress up to go to work when he goes in now. So I understand that part, but I almost, I don't know. I just think that's the fun part. Is it a slippery slope? <laughs> you know, I'm sure there will mm-hmm. still be a lot of people who will do it. It's kind of like oh, going yeah. to any restaurant. Like you can go to a restaurant and sweats and a t-shirt, but some people still like to dress up a little bit when they go out to eat. You'll, you'll start to see probably a little bit of everything, but I don't know. I feel in a certain way, like these very nice restaurants, I feel like you owe it to the restaurant and the staff that is serving you to almost make an yeah, effort. Yeah, because they're in tuxedos. <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen several times um, vloggers go on that Remy, which by the way, I don't think I'm worthy of going to because... <laughs> Um, and I don't, I just mean because I feel like that's so much higher class than what I am, but they like bring out these little, you like get a wine and they bring out some little plate of food that has like two bites on it. And then they bring out another wine for you to try and some other kind of food. I mean, it looks really fun, but I was like, I don't know that I should be in a place like this. (laughs) I might get in trouble. I'm kind of (laughs) loud. I wish they'd keep just just maybe like one or two. Yeah. Like if it's one of the restaurants where, you know, you're having to make a reservation to get there outside of what you would normally have to do, I would say maybe. And also, I I know that at least Remy's is a pay. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I mean. Yeah. If you it's paid for outside of what's included in the cruise package. Exactly. All right. Well, since Disneyland Paris, the show Disney Delight, started using drones. Um, Disneyland Resort in California is now considering using drones at their nighttime spectacular, which I think that's very common. Uh, Disney Live Entertainment show director and writer Wendy Ruth 
said that the Disneyland Paris drone show about the Disneyland drone show. We're looking at it and curious about how to do it. There are definitely experiments to be done with a variety of drones in size and what they do and their program programmability. Wow. Disney's used drones in the Starbright Holiday Show at Disney Springs in 2016 and in 2020, which I forgot about, but I do remember that now. And Disney filed a patent to use drones to control show elements for the future. So in regards to using drones, she says that we're experimenting, we're exploring, but it's really hard to say, yeah, it's coming because it's an experiment. So at Disneyland, the guests don't like a lot of change. They want to know what's going to happen. And so they don't know how well it's going to go over. But when we can do something like a world of color and surprise the guests, you didn't know that you wanted this. You're still seeing these characters like they are. You're still hearing the music that you love, but we're presenting it in a brand new way. So if Disney decided to do a drone show, they would have to follow the rules of the Federal Aviation Administration. What do you guys think about that? I like that they're saying that people don't like to be surprised <laughs> with new things. Um, I think it's fine. I, I don't know. I've seen some shows with drones and they're good, but... I like a good fireworks show just as much, though. I haven't seen any shows with drones, so I have no idea what this would look like. It's hard for me to envision. Right before um, Harmonious, that's the new one, right? Yep. They were using drones in the show at Epcot because it rained one time and we didn't get to see the drones because they didn't put them up. I don't know. Um, I, I go back and forth with the... I'm fine with it the way it is, but then I have to think that Walt said it's going to ever be changing, so should I be more flexible on that? I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I do not know. So on Friday, an Instagram user, and they go by the handle at mdglee underscore SZM, they shared a video of a Spider-Man... Stuntronic? Stuntronic. He does stunts but he's a robot. So this robot was um, failing to release from a wire and crashing into a building during the show at Avengers Campus in Disney's California Adventure. The show usually switches between a live performer and the robot. In the Instagram Grammar's video, the robot crashed into a tower, which caused part of the building to collapse. By the next day, guests couldn't even tell that something had happened to the building. When guests talked to the cast member, they confirmed that the incident did happen, but the building was originally built for the Hulk to wreck things, so the building panels break away, and they're designed to be replaced easily. So basically, it looked much worse <laughs> than it was, um, but it made for a fun video. I thought, how convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess they knew it's a possibility. Yeah. I just think it'd be fun to watch, you know, and then be like, what in the world? How did they fix that so quickly? The Orlando Business Journal reported that Walt Disney World has teamed up with Brand USA to bring more tourists to the U.S., but specifically, they are trying to bring tourists to Central Florida. Brand USA is targeting these 12 regions. They include the United States, Canada, Latin America, Australia, New Zealand, Spain, France, Germany, Great China, Southeast Asia, Japan, and South Korea. With support from Disney, Brand USA told OBJ, 
Brand USA and their creative partners at Beautiful Destinations filmed and developed a full suite of video content and photos, which will be used in both owned and paid digital channels as part of the campaign. The one-of-a-kind hero spot will be produced in nine languages. These include English, Spanish, and Castilian, French, Korean, Japanese, Mandarin, Portuguese, and German, allowing Disney to have leverage in all of their key international markets. According to data from Visit Orlando, Central Florida will have a busy summer only slightly behind 2019 levels. Almost 2 million international travel travelers visited Florida in the first quarter of 2022. That is up 247% from 2021. This is still down from 2019. However, approximately 3.722 million international travels travelers visited in the first quarter. That is crazy. Wow. I mean, Walt Disney World is the most visited place in the on the planet. So that explains all the people at Disney World. Right. The crowds. I feel like if only they could manage them a little better. I know. And spread them out. I know. I'm anxious to see, or not in a good way, how this is going to work with Genie Plus now. I've been reaching, researching a trip for my family to go to the other park. You can say it. <laughs> Universal. And I love what they're doing there. It's like, it's over $100 a day per person, but... And it's include the their express pass, and it's included at three other resorts. Their top tier resorts, and their top tier resorts are nowhere near as expensive. Nowhere as near as expensive resorts. as Disney, and there's only like, two attractions you can't go on, which are the new Velocicoaster and the Hagrid's ride, and everything else. If you want to ride Hulk ten times in a row, because you're you know. 12 year old kid loves it guess what you can do you can ride it 12 times in a row it's easier <laughs> it is it's fun planning universal trips you're like okay let me tell you let me talk to you for this amount of time like a very small sliver of a fraction of the time that i've talked to disney guests I know. <laughs> and then you're like, I, know. I feel like i should be i need to talk to you longer <laughs> just not used to this <laughs> Well, it was funny. I was trying to think about, and I don't know when we're going to do this trip, but it's one that my husband really wants to do because he feels like we've done Disney quite enough. And I was thinking, like, we could go actually have more of a, like, restful vacation. Because if we did our normal week, it won't take us that entire week to, I feel like, experience everything that we want to experience. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And we could go do all the highlights and then go back to our resort and hang out at the pool and drink drinks and have snacks and yeah, not have to wake up at 7 a.m. and make reservations for a ride. (laughs) Just going to throw that out there. I'm surprised with the competitiveness between the two that somebody's not looking at that. I know, right? I don't know. I just, I still think it could have just... The whole thing could have been done so much better. Oh, it, yeah. And the only thing I can think is that they're just making it complicated on purpose. For some yeah. reason that is not known to me, they're making it complicated on purpose. That's what one of the podcasts that I listened to said. They're just like, okay, so you're going to charge us for what we know as fast passes are now lightning lanes. 
did you really need to change the name? Why don't you just say the fast passes are not going to be $15, but you're still going to be guaranteed your three rides. You're not guaranteed your three rides now. And I read an article this week that said that, that if you do things correctly on the Genie Plus, that you should get two to three rides that you'd like. For $15, you better get two or three rides that you like, that you wanted in your mind. I don't know. And ticket prices keep going up, so. Yeah. So this week, the board of Walt Disney World said that they back Bob Chapik's leadership. I don't know what changed. Susan E. Arnold, which um, is the chairman of the board, she told the New York Times, the strength of the Walt Disney Company's business coming out of the pandemic is a testament to his leadership and vision for the company's future. And in this important time of business growth and transformation, we are committed to keeping Disney on the successful path it is on today. And Bob and his leadership team have the support and confidence of this board. Chapik has run into several controversies so far during his CEO job. Is this the politician lady? I don't know. Maybe. The one with the political background? (laughs) No, 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 no. This is the one that... Bob Iger? Yes. He appointed her the chairman of the board because it was a big uproar because it's usually the CEO becomes the chairman of the board, but they didn't at that point. The board was not backing that. And so he appointed her the chairman of the board. So I don't know what happened to turn that around. Somebody get a pay raise? I don't know. You get $5 of every 15 for the people. I- <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so the Connections Cafe um, Eatery that opened on April 24th has been doing really great. That's that coffee house and eatery. It's been pretty busy. Well, of course, now that Guardians of the Galaxy at Epcot has opened, crowds have increased. Schools are out. Summer means more guests at Disney. And so the need for seating is becoming very necessary. So this past week, Epcot went ahead and added some more tables and chairs under the awning outside of the cafe, and that will hopefully help with the large crowds of people. So if you were recently there and you noticed that there was a, a no place to sit and really large crowds, they are doing their best to accommodate um, and make some changes and updates. So hopefully this is going to help. Still go check out the Connections Cafe and Eatery. I'm glad that they're doing that. I always wondered why some of those spots, especially like we were talking about Woody's Lunchbox. Holy smokes. I mean, I know they're enlarging it now, but they weren't. And that area is so tight anyway, to just have that little small place to eat was kind of claustrophobic. And I'm not even claustrophobic. So beginning in 2023, the pirate rooms at Caribbean Beach are going to be a thing of the past. So I'm really sorry if you love those pirate rooms. The pirate rooms were inspired by the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Disney hasn't released an actual closing date other than the year 2023. (laughs) So we all know... December 31st, we're just kidding. (laughs) They could be around for a while. Um, In addition to pirate ship-themed beds, There are plenty of swashbuckling touches around the rooms, including a mini fridge hidden in a barrel and treasure chest-like footrests. The touches continue in the bathroom, which has a mirror decorated with Aztec coins and brick-themed tile in the shower. Disney isn't giving a reason for the closure, but we have heard from guests that these beds aren't very comfortable for adults. Aren't they just, they're not queens. I think they're full-size beds. No, I think they are, but 
I don't know. Like your husband's so tall. My husband's tall. Keith is not short. The beds kind of come to a point or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I always wondered that. And I was reading on a blog actually where somebody was talking about that. But yeah, I had heard that they weren't. And I wondered that myself because looking at them, they didn't look very comfortable for adults. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that wasn't something that my kids ever really cared about doing. I'm surprised they're getting totally rid of them. I'm surprised they're not just like maybe downsizing the amount that they have or something. Like, I feel like a lot of people still get them and want them. I've had clients who have said, I want the pirate themed room. So I'm just surprised that they're totally getting rid of them. Well, it's only two buildings now, right? It's the two closest to the Riviera. I'm pretty sure I'd have to go back and look. They could keep one of them. (laughs) But I think at that point when they're already doing the refurb, they feel like they should just go ahead and do everything. I would just like all the resorts to get rid of their carpets. That's just me. Agreed. (laughs) Little by little, they're doing that, though. Yeah. Caribbean Beach did need a refurb, though, so. Yes. That is good. All right. So the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, or OSHA, has fined Walt Disney World, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, $12,431 after a cast member was injured while working at a laundry facility on their site. So the cast member was trying to help another cast member unjam a conveyor belt. Belt was still on and the cast member's Mm -hmm. arm got caught between the conveyor belt, I guess between the two conveyor belts. Another cast member actually hit the emergency stop button but both of the cast members' arms were already in it and they were broken in the process of trying to get the thing stopped. So OSHA cited the energized belt, missing tension roller guards, and a lack of official procedures for clearing a jam in the report. And so they initially fined them more than $22,000, but they reached a settlement of $12,431. But I hope that they were broken and able to heal. I hope they weren't permanently damaged is what I was... If they were, then I feel like that claim, that that suit filed would have been for more. Do you? Okay. That makes me feel a little bit better. Usually when you have insurance, if there's accidental death and dismemberment, there's like a rate sheet. You know what I'm talking about? This is awful. I think it's awful that we have to have that, but yes. Yeah, but it's like for an arm, you get this much. For a leg, you get this much. For a, you know different body parts are equal to different amounts. So I wonder if they had something like that. In place already. $12,000 just seems like that's enough to kind of cover some of the cost of the medical bills and then them being out of work for however long they have to be out of work. Like it doesn't seem like something more than that. With a disability. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really hoping that it was there just broken, but gosh, to break both of your arms. We were camping this weekend and I had, I was holding Augie pretty much the entire weekend. Um, so I was, had one arm and the things I was doing, I just wanted to say, hey Keith, why don't you try to do this with one hand? Like tie one hand behind your back <laughs> and see if you are able to do some of these things because there's, it's kind of hard. So I can't imagine having no arms. Hi, hi, right. yeah. poor person. I feel awful for them. Um, on Friday, Miss Marvel began greeting her guests at the Marvel campus in Disneyland's California Adventure. The meet and greet is due to the fact that Miss Marvel series debuted Friday on Disney+. Plus. Miss Marvel is the latest character to come to the Avengers campus. 
Kamal Khan, aka Miss Marvel, will be making daily appearances to help drum up viewers for this new Disney Plus show. Disney's saying that Miss Marvel will only be around for a limited time. Um, so if you want to see her, you better hurry up and get yourself to California Adventure before she's gone. So I found a video of the Grand Floridian room. Oh, did you? Oh, you did. It's even better than the picture. Um, it's still, it's still the the WDW News Today people. They did a room. It's the closet. Like I want that closet in my house. So on Wednesday, the Genie Plus rules changed. So if you're not up on these changes, this is your fair warning. <laughs> so we're gonna do a little explaining here on the changes and how Genie Plus works. Genie Plus can no longer be purchased in advance with your package or the day before. So booking it as part of your package in, you know, six months ahead of time when you book your trip is not a thing anymore. You can only purchase Genie Plus one day at a time. You can make your purchase at 12.01 a.m. on the day you have your park reservation. And then at 7 a.m. on the day of your park reservation, you can begin booking your Genie Plus and Lightning Lane individual attraction selections. And if you're not familiar, there is a 120-minute rule. This was in, was in effect before, but we will explain it again in detail because it can get a little confusing. If you book, for example, your first Lightning Lane on Genie Plus at 7.15, 120 minutes or two hours later would be 9.15. However, if the park doesn't officially open until 9.30, then at 9.30, you would be able to book your next lightning lane. If you book a lightning lane at that time for 11, then after you check in to your ride, you can begin looking for your next lightning lane, even though it hasn't been two hours. The next lightning lane can be booked two hours from that, and so on. So that is different then, because if you booked, like normally you get on at 7 a.m. and you mm -hmm. book your first lightning lane. And let's say that 9 a.m. is when the, the, the park opens, but you can get in being a, a resort guest at 8.30. Well, you still have to wait until nine to start your two hour rule. Yes. So not book one at nine, but you have to wait two hours past nine o'clock. No, 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 no. It's two hours past whenever you. So I had a guest, I mean, a client that went and we made his thing and it was 7.07 and something didn't open. Anyway, whatever it was, they told him he couldn't do it until the official park opening, not the opening for guests only, uh, resort guests. I think that's how I understood it as well. And that's, I'm pretty sure that's how it worked for us. Cause I totally, I said, you need to stop and ask a cast member because I thought that this is what it meant. And he said, when he tried to do it at that time, it said it's not available yet. So he sure enough went to a cast member and he said that that's how they explained it to him. Hmm. That wasn't how it worked when we were there in October. I feel like it's always ever changing. Oh, yes, it's so confusing. I get the 120-minute rule. It's just the, <laughs> the the very first moment of, like, it's between 7 and 11 o'clock that things are gray and confusing. <laughs> right. The problem is 
they're making you do this at seven o'clock in the morning and buying things after midnight. It just makes everything confusing. <laughs> and it makes you tired. Yeah, exactly. And then the other thing uh, is like at 7 a.m., whenever you're making, let's say you're doing your slinky dog, and it says that you're making that reservation for a 9.45, and you're like, yes! And you hit reserve, and then all of a sudden, it tells you like, oh, you reserved this for 12.30. And yes. you're like, yes. Eyes, it said 9.45. That is the biggest pet peeve. That is exactly what happened to us when we were in Magic Kingdom. It's what happened to us oh. at Hollywood Studios. So, like, you, what if you were going to park hop or something, and all of a sudden it said, like, you hit, you were going to book it, but then it's at 4 o'clock, and you didn't want to be at the park till 4 o'clock, but now you just booked it. I mean, you can cancel it, but then you're passing up on something else that's disappearing quickly. It's just yeah. really frustrating. And you can't modify it. Not modifying. You can't modify it. And good luck figuring out how to cancel it. Because... And if you cancel it <laughs> because something else is better, <laughs> the thing that's better might It'll disappear be by the time that you've canceled yours. And then you've lost them both. It's very frustrating. Can I just sure. say again that if you get Express Pass at Universal, Express Pass Unlimited, that you just... <laughs> can ride you the ride as it. many times as you want and you just get it and it's there and you show them you like you scan your little your room key basically and yep. you got it it's come done. on disney these are people oh. who love you we love disney and we're saying this please make it better it is so complicated it really is i just met with a client yesterday and i was she's like what and i said okay this is the day you're going to this park what are you wanting I said, I have to be up for school anyway for summer camp. Tell me what you want. I can't guarantee I'll get it, but there's probably a better chance because it seems like that is helpful when we're not on site or it has been with the last couple of clients that I've had there. I don't know. I think it's also helpful because we know to go fast too. Like right. hit the buttons. Don't read everything. Just click, 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 <laughs> click, click. <laughs> Craziness. So the good news is this past Wednesday, we were able to start booking the 2023 Walt Disney World vacations. Although kind of hidden, we're, uh, we are able to see about the 2023 ticket prices. So the range looks the same at $109 to $159. Keeping in mind, I think there's only two or three days that are actually $109. However, some of the dates have gone up from where they were last year because of course, what happened in January? They found out that's a busy travel time now for people. So in January of 2022, the weekday prices used to be $117 to $143 for a one-day ticket being about $147. For January 2023, weekday range prices go from $134 to $144 with a one-day ticket being $154. The, um, the rest of the year's ticket prices have similar increases. I tried to see if there was like a set rate, but it's not. Sometimes it goes up $6, sometimes it goes up $17. It was kind of varied, but um, even though it stays within that range, a lot of the days that didn't used to be as busy when we used to call it the off season at Disney World is no longer. And so they're accommodating the pricing for that too. Yes, I can back this data up because <laughs> <laughs> I was there in January, 2022 and it was crowded and not fun being crowded. <laughs> Sorry, there's my petulant child. I mean, I could read you the whole calendar, but just Google 2023 Disney World ticket prices uh, and it'll pull up the calendar and you can see for what dates you're thinking about going and how much it's going to be. It's just insane. I told somebody how much tickets were 
and I thought they were going to die. I, I, I tried to warn them, but I, because it's just better if it's in a package. Buying it outright makes it even worse to stay off property. Mm-hmm. Even when you buy it. I mean, it's better the more days you buy. That is true. And that's what I was trying to get. But when you have your mindset that you're doing this many days of Disney and this many days of Universal, the discount doesn't go as big. Oh, not at all. <laughs> it's, it's very ex- expensive mm-hmm. to do the two together. I'm always suggesting those need to be two separate trips. Get your money's worth out of your Universal stay because you can get some good deals at Universal. I'm thinking about their health. I mean, honest to goodness, I don't know how people do both. <sighs> It'd be exhausting. The popular restaurant Coral Reef that's found in the Seas Pavilion of Epcot is making some changes to his menu. Um, that's like where the aquarium is. One of the biggest changes is the removal of the lobster bisque soup. I'm sure there are going to be a lot of people upset about this one. This soup has been on the menu since the restaurant opened 36 years ago. New appetizers are being added like the New England clam chowder, which is a soup with a creamy white base and a trio of seasonal dips. Uh, entrees that have also been removed are the smoked wild mushroom chipino and the oven roasted citrus marinated half chicken. Those have been replaced with the Cajun chicken pasta. I'm okay with that one. And the orange glazed to sustainable salmon. There aren't too many changes, but that lobster bisque is probably gonna have a lot of people upset. Um, I'm wondering if we can get the uh, noodle people on them. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. I'm glad that they added the New England clam chowder because there are people that like that better than the lobster bisque, but I don't understand the removal. Because I do know we've got at our table, like even if we all share it, because we don't want to get too full before our entree comes. I mean, that may be nasty to people. I don't know. But we just do that sometimes because we all love it there. I don't know. So since you're in Epcot, just go on, hop over to France and get it there. Because I don't know. Where <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't Maybe because of prices and how expensive some of these things are. Maybe this is just something that's becoming too... I, but I mean, they have no problem raising their prices, so... I think it's crazy it's been there 36 years. Yeah. I am excited to see the Cajun chicken pasta on there because normally, actually, I look at Coral Reef's menu and I'm not a huge seafood person, mm-hmm. so most of the stuff on there doesn't interest me at all. So that's something I actually would eat. If it's as good as the one that's at Sci-Fi Diner, because Joey loves the one that's there, it would definitely be a good one. Hmm. He loves the Cajun chicken pasta. All right, Star Wars fans. Some great news for you. When the new Magic Band Plus arrives at Disney World, there will be a new Bounty Hunter game available in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios. There are some Disney planters blocking the station for the Star Wars Batu Bounty Hunters game. Guests noticed this week that the screens have been turned on and there are instructions for Magic Band Plus and a tap point. Right now, the screens read system unavailable, but we are hoping they will be up and running very soon. Ooh, fun. Exciting. I still won't be buying a Magic Band Plus as they require separate charging. (laughs) But um, yes, it sounds great. (laughs) So Walt Disney World guests can get a complimentary collector's box if you purchase three Pixar charms. Uh, Pandora ones. I didn't say that part. Sorry. Uh, guests spotted these at 
Legends of Hollywood and Disney's Hollywood Studios. The box, of course, is mostly yellow with blue sides. And then it has the famous Pixar ball with the red star symbol thing on top. Um, they began this deal last Friday, June 10th, and it's going to be available till supplies lasts. So I don't know how fast that's going to go. Um, you can see sample examples of the Pixar box itself in the stores. They have them in the glass so that you can look at what it looks like. And the inside of the box is velvet and has the Disney and the Pandora logo on it. Um, the box has spots to put 10 different charms if you don't want them on your bracelet. And I sure wish I was going because I would so take advantage of this, but not going. Just love my Pandora Disney charms. Yeah, you, but you don't wear them to school enough. I know. I'm just always afraid that's going to fall off and it's so much money to lose. True, 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 true. So we have talked about those minivans and how they're going to be returning. This week, we've got a date for you. They will be back on June 29th. You can purchase a ride on a minivan through the Lyft app. Of course, yes, there's different car services out there, but who doesn't want to ride in a minivan? Treat your family to a ride with your favorite um to your favorite dinner or maybe to one of the parks. Imagine how your child's gonna feel when the minivan pulls up to take them for a ride. Prior to the pandemic, the minivans would pick up guests at the airport or Port Canaveral, but at this time, Disney hasn't said if that service is gonna be returning. So it's kind of possibly just going to be at the resorts. If you've got a dining reservation that is later after the parks have closed or maybe too early um, and you don't wanna have to deal with the transportation and how long that takes. You can just get a minivan instead. That's how we used it was um, when we were staying at Animal Kingdom Lodge, and but we were having dinner at Wilderness Lodge. At um, We were doing the storybook dining at Artist Point with Snow White and the Evil Queen. And uh, we, you know, got home from the parks and took showers and everything. It's not easy to travel from resort to resort. Um, and we flew for that trip, so we didn't have a car with us. And we thought, we'll just use a minivan. And the what makes it so special besides the fact that it's a red minivan with polka dots um, <laughs> is that it's a cast member that's driving it. And they are the nicest people. <laughs> so you get, you. I mean, you can talk to them and have a conversation and... Um, learn some things on the way and they're just great interaction so we really enjoyed it Spider-Man No Way Home is going to swing back into theaters on September 2nd to celebrate Spider-Man's 60th anniversary this is the um, quote more fun stuff version <laughs> it's going to be filled with added and extended scenes since 1962 when he first appeared, Spider-Man has been thrilling comic readers. This year is also the 20th anniversary of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man starring Tobey Maguire. Tickets for this special movie will be available for purchase beginning August 9th, but it will only be available in the USA and Canada. So I'm sorry to the rest of the world. 20 years. Isn't that crazy? Makes me feel really old. My cousin was um, actually in California and she was working on that film. And so I got to do a tour. Oh, cool. And like sit in Tony Guire's chair. <laughs> like it was the coolest thing ever. You have a picture of that? I do. That's awesome. Um, I mean, I was young. <laughs> I was in 
college, I think it was my freshman year of college. That's awesome. But yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. But hearing that was 20 years ago, like that really makes me feel old. All right, so the 50s Primetime Cafe over at Hollywood Studios is definitely one of our family's favorite table service restaurants. If you've never been there or you've never heard us talk about it, the restaurant servers are considered some sort of relative for you. Long ago, when we first went, it was mostly grandmas and aunts, but that's changed a lot. So when they come to see you, they yell out, um, now serving and whatever your family name is. So for us, they always say, now serving the black family. And then you come up there and then they'll tell you who they are. Hi, I'm your aunt Zozo, or I'm your uncle Henry, or I'm your long lost cousin Fred. They'll tell you their name and bring you to your table. And it has, it's set back in the fifties. It has these old TVs and plays little clips of black and white movies. Um, but they changed the menu on June 7th. One of the things that they added were jalapeno deviled eggs. Now, Hmm. neither here nor there, but there's only four halves of an egg and it's $12. Oh my goodness. So I want to know if those eggs are made of gold <laughs> because I'm like... Great question. Although eggs are really high. We talked about that. If you, I don't know if we talked about them here, but... Okay, not that high. <laughs> oh my gosh. They've gone up a lot though. And then they added a creamy tomato soup, which actually I was kind of surprised was not there before because I, for some reason, thought they had tomato soup and grilled cheese. Cause that's more of a, you know, like a fifties kind of thing, but they didn't. They also brought back um, a guest favorite that people have been asking about is grandma Jean's chicken Popeye. And um, that's all they added there. This is interesting. Look how many desserts they've added. They've added- I'm excited about one of these. Pineapple upside down cake, lemon meringue pie, grasshopper bar, and the stained glass dessert. Okay, which one are you excited about? Give me mint and chocolate. Any day of the week. Thinking the same thing. It looks yummy too. Yummy. It's, you know, those little pearly balls that they um, put on some of the, I think it's called the candy bar. It's at some of the restaurants that you get and they're like crunchy but chocolatey. Mm. They have those on the top of that grasshopper bar. Yeah, it looked good. Once again, one another trip to Disney. <laughs> now, but you know, since we've been talking about food a little bit, all I want now is to have some Cajun chicken pasta. I actually had something like that tonight for dinner. Did you? <laughs> I made it, yes. Oh, nice. I've got a good recipe I can give you. It's in the Instapot. It's easy. I do have one of those. We had dinner at the pool. They did, it's like a pool family meal and they call them pasta pump ups and everybody brings something. And as long as you bring something, you can eat. So grilled cheeses and pasta and cookies and salad and mm. pizza and stuff. That's nice. I keep saying diet starts tomorrow. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it keeps, no, I, it just keeps pushing it, you know, like oh, uh, oh, tomorrow gotcha, for real. Gotcha. One of those things, like one of these days. <laughs> All right, so June 11th was the 12th anniversary of Disneyland's World of Color show. This is a nighttime show that deb debuted as a first phase of the radical refurbishments and expansions of Disneyland California Adventure back in 2010. The show, which featured over 1,200 fountains and lights, and lights, whisks guests into an, a fantastic world of water and music and their favorite scenes from classic Disney and Pixar films, including The Little Mermaid, Wally, Toy Story, Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, and A Bug's Life, and so many more. Using the waters of Paradise Bay, 
The show comes to life on a giant water screen and fountains using projections. They're housed around the edge of Pixar Pier. And someday I want to see this. Hmm. I know. Someday, Vicky, we'll go to uh, Disneyland together. We need to do this. I need to go, too. It's just a much harder plane ride. <laughs> yeah. For real. It's harder on the way back, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So last Wednesday, June 8th, we were able to begin booking 2023 Walt Disney World trips up to 500 days out. If you were thinking about taking a Disney trip, let us provide you with a free quote. $200 will hold your resort and ticket reservation, and we would love to help you plan a trip to fit your family's needs and budget. So if you are considering a Disney vacation for your family, or for a girl's trip, a bachelorette party, or some celebratory reason, anything goes, we would be happy to have Yes, we would be happy to help you. (laughs) Um, Reach out to us, Stephanie, Vicki, or myself, Sarah, at 636-395-0544. Thank you so much for joining us, listeners. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, just text us at 636-395-0544. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. Brad and Vicki are going to be giving you part two of the talking walking tour through Disney World's Magic Kingdom. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your years, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, I think it's about that time. Disney love. May all your dreams come true. Have a magical day, my friends. Mm-hmm.